Welcome to the GCC Connection Podcast for a very special content preview episode. It's special because we actually have video and like multiple guests, which doesn't happen. So sweet. Thank you for being here. I'm Sam Leverall, associate editor and podcast director. And I have from the Odyssey, Kobe Brown, Hello. Derek Johnson. What's up? And Quentin Hoagland, who is Horseman of Horseman in the Herd. Howdy. Hi. So today <laughs> we're going to be talking about mainly your show at the Vanguard, the End of Summer Bash, right. which is on August 9th, right? Correct. Friday. All right. You have to be there. You have all summer to plan. It's be, be there. Dope. Yeah, like, it doesn't cost that much. You can save 10 bucks in, like, 10 bucks. Right. A month, and a, a month and a half. Yeah. Just clean your room and you'll end up finding it <laughs> oh, under yeah. your like, bed or something. Check some like change. Yeah. 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 Pay for an entire show in pennies. <laughs> <laughs> show, but like like a, one of those cartoon money bags, like the dollar on the front yeah. of it. And you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Support local musicians, even with your pennies. Yes. Every penny counts. It does. So we're going to talk a little bit about how the band started, um, how you kind of got to know each other, sure. how you got the show together, a uh, little bit about the local music scene because there is one here in Tulsa which oh, is yeah. really cool oh yeah and some other upcoming plans outside the show what's going on sure so first of all how's it going it's summer like you're out of school for a little bit yep. has it been nice just like chilling out do you have more time we or? haven't been chilling out <laughs> yeah <laughs> all three We've of us been, been working insanely busy at least working. then you're like working to save up money so right. you can like right. do stuff and, later and on. yeah so next month uh, on the third, I think it's only like a week and a half away. We're going to be recording our next single. So, you know, been keeping next month in mind because we have a lot of stuff going on. So, okay, cool. Keeping me going. <laughs> now, Kobe, we've talked before a couple of mm-hmm. times now. And if you haven't checked it out already, we have the episodes up and we have a print issue conveniently right here. So, you know, it's go dope. pick those up. It's also online if you don't want to walk over here. Derek's off the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm a, once. Looks like I'm levitating. It's a nice action shot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, that's you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's the once in a lifetime picture right there. <laughs> Probably never happen again. Yeah. Looks like you're being with, raptured with a <laughs> drum riser that's at least three feet off the ground. Yeah. So that's actually at Battle of the Bands, which we talked about. Yeah. But Quentin, you are also there. As yeah, horseman yes. herds, how was that? Because you actually you got one of the places, right? Yeah, um, it it was kind of surreal, like mm-hmm. uh, because I've been trying to get a live band off the ground since Accident Artist for like months before that, um, and so I just kind of on a whim sent in our music, and uh, they were they reached out to us afterwards and were like, okay, yeah, we'd like you to play. And so I was like, oh, man, all right, now I have to actually get a band together. <laughs> and so I uh, I had gotten in touch with Mary and Jameson through Sam because they worked together um, at their job. And I knew them through theater stuff here. Uh, and so we met, and then I talked to former accident artist Camilo Gonzalez. And I was like, hey, uh, would you be interested in doing this? And he was like, yeah, man. So we... Uh, we got together and practiced a little bit before the uh, before the show and all that good stuff. Cool. So actually, I think the first time I ever saw you was I went to one of the improv shows. Mm. Yeah, back on April Fool's Day, <laughs> and I saw that one because I think it was like the same week as Battle of the Bands too. It was yeah, like no, it that was. Monday, and I saw it and you're amazing by the way. Thank you. And Thank you. if you haven't seen, you should go check out Die Laughing. It's great. It's awesome. It's actually called the Rubber Chicken Factory now. Oh. We we, we got a rebranding. It's a little oh. insider tip for you. There you go. 
we'll like put the name and everything just a little rubber like, chicken and <laughs> yeah just all over the screen it'll be I'm sure if you email rubber bethany chicken. she'll she'll right. get you oh, yeah. The, like yeah we're actually supposed to talk in like the next few weeks anyway so. i love her she's awesome but, yeah back to improv i was gonna ask does that help with stage presence though because we talked about how you were talking it can be sometimes mm-hmm. hard to have the stage presence but does that help having that experience oh yeah that that in performing on stage for like ever mm-hmm. also helps a lot um because I think I think the biggest difference between like uh, Horseman and the last band I was in was uh, I'm not necessarily confined by holding a guitar all the time. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we can start building up the herd even more to the point where we have like two guitarists, I won't have to use the guitar very much at all, which yeah. I think will free up a lot of crowd interactions. And um, I, I think it's one thing that's hard for people to come to grips with is that it's like like no one inherently cares about your music. You have to make them, you yeah. know, care because um, you know as much as we want to sit back and wait to get famous, you have to really put in the effort. And that's one thing I respect about you guys a lot too is that you guys really really hustle. You know, and and I think bands that really push their stuff end up having a better uh, chance of getting it out there. Yeah, you you're on top of it. So huh, like you're I always do. doing something, <laughs> always. So. Let's see. Now it's your guys' turn. It's your turn to talk. What are we talking about? So we're going to talk. <laughs> first of all, I want to kind of recap your last show here sure. in Tulsa. Sure. Which, the last show in Tulsa was the Vanguard show, mm-hmm. right? In May? It was. Because you had Kind of Collective and Little King. But Quentin, you also subbed in for bass for them you real did. quick. Say, that was like awesome and supportive mood. <laughs> so with the summer, since you don't have as many local shows right now, you're doing more like outside of town shows. Mm-hmm. So how has that been? Like, is that on purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, over the school year, we were limited to, um, you know, weekends. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, sometimes Friday, depending on if Derek, Derek had classes like every day of the week, but he'd still be down here every weekend because we'd have something going on. Um, so that limited, limited us a lot. Um, but over the summer, I was going to try to set up a, a tour, just a Midwest tour, and I couldn't get dates to match up evenly enough for it to be a consistent trip. So I just started booking random. We'll go here, we'll go here, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And, you know, you know uh, and next month we're going to be going to Norman, and then uh, we might have a couple acoustic Tulsa shows, and then, you know, just little stuff like that yeah. here and there. It was definitely on purpose, just, you know, since I knew we'd have time, just kind of try to start getting contacts over the summer. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So does that kind of help having those contacts, though? Absolutely. Need more well, opportunities? Yeah, and... so so far, since we've played shows out of town, the thing I focus on most, other than performing well, is meeting people who work there and meeting the bands. And we've been able to go back re- like repeatedly to certain places because of that now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's really helpful. Cool. Cool. So all of you are pretty active on Instagram. And I think that's the best way to keep track with the, all of you guys. Yeah. So, like, between Instagram lives and stories and, you know, posts, have you noticed it helps kind of, like, maintain the audience that you're building at these shows? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, at shows, usually, um, I don't like to ruin or, you know, taint a performance by plugging too much. Uh, usually, um, you can find somewhere in between a song where someone's tuning or if Derek's changing a guitar, I'll be like, hey, if you're liking what you're hearing, follow us on Instagram. It's a fun time. You can keep up with what we're doing. Um, but that's really one of the most important things other than someone listening to our music after a show. The second most important thing you can do is follow us on Instagram 
Um, yeah. And Facebook is good too, but Instagram is where it's more personable and more us. Yeah. Um, also, and, Spotify, right? Right. Because you're mm-hmm. saying like with the playlist, with mm-hmm. the when you add them to a playlist, it helps a lot, so they mm-hmm. can get discovered by other people. So <coughs> yeah. If you put that. if you put us on a playlist, then um, we'll basically be put in in other people's Discover Weekly, mm-hmm. just because. Like, if they might be friends on there, or they might be friends on Facebook, if that's what they have connected it yeah. with. Uh, yeah. And that kind of helps you as a selling point, too, sometimes to work sure. with people or for, like, I feel like venues, too, they might look at that and be like, they how big are do. you? They definitely So do. if you want to see them more, listen to them more. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. not just, like, on the side, like, do it so it counts. So Add it to a playlist. Every oh, yeah. morning, <laughs> all of our songs, every oh, yeah. single before you start your day, like on the drive to school, on the drive to work, workouts, you know, anything. So let's see. So on top of that, let's kind of talk about plans right now. Yep. So you guys, but lately was your last single, right? Right. So you're in the middle of working on a couple, I know, mm-hmm. and thinking about it. Yes. And then Quinn with Horseman, you had Annihilation, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. And then Notre Dame is Burning is coming out. July 4th. Yes. Which might already be out by the time like this whole thing gets posted. In that case, go check it out. If not, <laughs> then keep a lookout because it'll be pretty good. So how is that coming up with those? So it feels like they were close together. Um. Okay. So when I sat down to... Kobe and I were actually just talking about this yesterday. Uh, when I when I sat down to write Annihilation, I uh, had the, the basic theme you know, in my head, and I was like, okay, this needs to be kind of my take on everything. So I, um, for about three months, just worked on lyrics, Mm -hmm. and um, I just had, like, a notebook full of just lines and one, like, one-off references that I was like, this sounds cool, or this um, would work with this line, and then I would just tear pages out and like put them next to other pages, so like you could just go right into the next one if I was flipping through it. Um, but I just I had so much left over that didn't really fit on Annihilation, and so I I looked at it, I tweaked it a little bit, and uh, it's a very different album. Um, it it's I would think of it more as a companion piece than like competing with it, whereas. I think Annihilation was almost directly competing with Never Foreverland because yeah. I I, st- I have some issues with just how that album turned out. Otherwise, um, although it it did much better than I thought it would, um, and I'm I'm fortunate for people you know caring. But um, it's, it's uh whereas Annihilation is a very big picture kind of large scale, mm-hmm. um, at least thematically. Um, this one is more personal, and I kind of strip back the whole, uh, like, I can see everything facade and focus on why I'm I'm not happy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the extra step of like kind of going further and getting more into it. And... Because it's like it's not hard for me to talk about things that I'm passionate about. It's hard for me to talk about the problems I see in myself. Yeah, and um, just like certain situations that that have kept me in a bad place mentally for for a while you know and so it's more of a effort to close a chapter of my life Mm -hmm. which i think i think a lot of people can relate with that so i hope so i think it'll do well do well now here's the fun part so this is the big reason we're here and that's for the end of summer bash on august 9th and on top of you two well you three but you two bands there's two other bands that are going to be there, McAllister right. and Jagarundi. So right. can you 
kind of like share a little bit about them since they're not here? For sure. Uh, so initially on this show, it was going to be uh, Steely Face. That band is kind of, you know, two separate bands now. I think there was just, a, you know, I don't know a whole lot of details about it. Um, but everybody's still really cool, which is great. You know, that doesn't always end up going that way. But it's just kind of mo mostly artistic differences, I think. And so they decided they had stuff they wanted to do more along the lines of, you know, Jagarundi wanted to do stuff more along the lines of poppier alternative music instead of the darker stuff yeah. that they kind of had out before. Um, and so uh, Diego is the guy I, you know, am always in contact with in Jagarundi. And he was like, we still really want to do the show and it'll fit well. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it then. You know, it's a, the, the whole vibe of this show is supposed to be a summer show um, just for fun. And obviously every song isn't going to be, you know, we're still going to have a crazy set list. You know, we yeah, like to bring yeah. it up, bring it down, you know, all that. I think Jagarundi will be a great fit for it. McAllister is going to be a really good fit. They're from mm -hmm. Denton, Texas. And I've actually listened to their music for a while before I even knew them personally. And then I saw them playing at a Cavern Company show uh, in OKC maybe five months back and asked them if they'd want to play a show with us. So I had them up about it. Cool. They'll be, cool. They'll be really fun. So summer vibes all around. Yeah. It'll be great. So for the show, what have you guys been doing individually, like to prep for it, like whether it's set list or just like kind of practicing? Mm -hmm. How how do you practice for a show? Have you started to think about it yet, or like how would you normally uh, that's all I've done is think about it. Yeah, like how would you? Maybe not just this show specifically, mm -hmm. but like for any show you do, what do you do to kind of get ready for it? We, we have very different yeah. methods of practice. You go. You go ahead. Um, so so my mom's a drama teacher at Bishop Kelly. She's kind enough to let us use her stage. And that also helps a lot. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Um, and we can turn on some cool lights and look up to the PA. And it, 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 we're very, very lucky to have that practice because, you know, most bands practice in, like, a... Garage. Yeah, or... and not, not that there's anything wrong with that. but um, It's a different atmosphere. You can't it does really, recreate the yeah, atmosphere. It does really help. Yeah. 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 Um, since I record all of the stuff by myself, I'll just send them the, the tracks, and I'll be like, this is kind of the basic outline of what we're going to do we always end up doing it a little bit different for live shows I, I i think it could be a little bit more interesting than than just trying to get it beat for beat like the song um, but i know some people hate that like my dad he's like why'd you why'd you do that in the middle of a my dad's my dad is kermit the frog by the way <laughs> <laughs> no but he um like i know some people have issues with that but i think ultimately it adds to the experience because sure. you can only get that at a live show yeah and yeah. um so that, that's that's my process. So um, it depends on the show for, for us, really, how I approach it. Um, we've had one show that we've headlined at the Vanguard, and there wasn't a whole lot of like thoughtful preparation for that one. There was a couple of transitions that we've talked about before, like, and that's something I've been working on as a musician is trying to... I'm trying to improve as a frontman, but also trying to make the music an experience. Uh, so it's not we play a song and say thank you, start another one, you know? Uh, I want to mesh songs together, and even if they're not meshed together, I want to place them in a place in the set that has a certain effect. So the, the certain order you have the song in will make people feel it different, you know? Yeah. You know, you're going to play a rock song, and then you play, like, blue or something and bring it down, and everyone's like, mm. But then if you, if, you, if you come out and start your set with blue, everyone will be like, mm, but then they're not going to be as pumped up, you know? Yeah, you're so going to have mm. to plan it, be a little intentional. Yeah. And so I've been writing a lot of music recently, and I wanted to put some of them in here. Uh, in this new show, 
And so I was kind of asking on Instagram how many new songs people wanted to hear if they wanted if they'd rather hear a new one instead of an old one that's a classic. And fortunately, a lot of people said they did want to hear the new ones. And I'm really excited about that because we're always excited to do the new ones. Wait, you're like, I want to share to something. see how it goes. Somebody yeah. please listen. Yeah, like, someone let's do please it. say they want to hear. We them. have other songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna play Greenlight for 45 minutes straight. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good. But that would uh, be very interesting. Set yeah. if the, oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, that would, I mean, actually. Um, but uh, preparing for this one, I've been thinking a lot about the performance, uh, how we're going to make it exciting, how we're going to create moments. The way the show is going to start is going to be really exciting. It's going to be something we've never done before. So preparing for this show is totally different than preparing for a show that we're opening for. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we don't have big heads, but if, if it's our headline show and people are coming there for us, we want to make it the the coolest Odyssey experience. Yeah. Have some you know? ownership over yeah, it. Like, yeah. this is our show. And so that we take a lot of pride in the fact that we get to have this as our show. And so I'm really paying attention to a lot of small details, what's going to happen between songs, what yeah. order they're in, how it's going to make you feel, stuff like that. How is it practicing? Because I know, uh, Derek, you don't go to TCC. You're I out of not. town a lot. So how does that work with you two, like, coordinating a lot? So a lot of times, the parts that Derek will play live are actually not even the same as we play in the recorded versions like especially for lately like i did all the guitar work in that song and derek and i have like worked on new parts for it live and they're they're really freaking cool yeah (laughs) uh like and i i like that like like quentin was saying you always want to have something change up live that you can only have in that in that moment yeah um so that's something we work on a lot but he comes back like whenever he's at school. He was coming back like every weekend. Yeah, just like a lot of driving. Is that like long drive? Where, where do you like, go? I just go to OU. So it's only like two hours, so it really okay. wasn't that bad. But... Still a decent amount. Yeah, though, yeah. Like... It got annoying <laughs> driving by myself <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. But it's really like you bad. need some new music. So like... Yeah, <laughs> I just be you're driving straight for a hundred miles. Like this is <laughs> the like most boring drive ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I have to wonder, like, how much do you listen to your own music? Because I imagine it's exciting when you write something new. Yeah. But after that, like, do you ever get to the point where you play your own stuff so much that you're, like... Sick of it? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. It's like every time you listen back to a song, at least for me, it's just you find more things that you're like, oh, why did yes, I do that? Yes, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's, my gosh. Ugh. Embarrassing. Like, I listen to ours all the time. Like, the, re- the release stuff, I listen to it all the time. Because, uh, I mean, we, we play what I like to listen to. Yeah. So, I mean... I'll, I listen to it a lot. Yeah. Uh, but like, before a song is out, listen to it even more. Like, <laughs> just pick it apart, and you're just yeah. like, "Wow, this sucks." Well, then, like, whenever else... you go to reveal, you're like, you're really chill about it. Cause you're like, "This is a great song. Yeah. I've listened to it so many times. Trust that, me, you know, it's good." I caught everything that is possible to catch in yeah. the song. I think um, when, because I've done a few, like, listening to an album the whole way through, the important things that I find are like the transitions between songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of just kind of ending and then a new song starting, I usually kind of like to bridge it There's with like a some flow. common theme. Yeah. Like Igor by Tyler, the creator, is one of those albums that I listened to recently, and every single song goes right into the next one, and um, it tells an overarching story, and that just, it's kind of my my cup of tea. Um, yeah. And uh, I think we both write music that we would like to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I, I, I think it's hard because we both, or at least I think... Like, oh, I could have done this so much better. Or, or oh, there's yeah. got to be some other way I could put this. Yeah. Um, 
And then I'll show it to someone, and they'll be like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Or, like, that one little thing you spend, like, hours agonizing over, like, how am I going to do this? And like, you're like, the I guess that works. sounds like trash. <laughs> yeah, and later on, you're like, oh, that's what I was so worried about. Like, No one oh. no one cares about your hi-hat sound. <laughs> like, like, at our last headline show, I had a bad cable or something, and my amp stopped working, like, 50 times. And I had so many people in the crowd be like, I had no idea. Like, I couldn't <laughs> even tell that there was no sound coming from me at all for, like, like at least take 10 minutes <laughs> of the show. And I was just like, how? I don't understand how you didn't notice that. Like, yeah. It was just, it's just the weird. main one. I mean, the main one, I don't know how it was unnoticeable on Saturday <laughs> to Ramona, yeah, my acoustic... where he's strumming an acoustic guitar yeah. and no acoustic oh, and guitar. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> There's and you no could, you sound. You could, like, barely hear, or I could barely hear it because I was up at the front. Yeah, you can just hear so the like, actual You can guitar. hear the actual guitar. It was like someone, it's like you have headphones and then someone was playing acoustic guitar in the other room. <laughs> in the other, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. I should have, what I should have done was just unplug the guitar and walk up to so the, the mic, mic that was in front of me. <laughs> the saxophone Honestly, mic. that would have worked. That's what I don't know why I didn't do that because I was thinking about it while the show was happening and I still didn't do it. Yeah. But that would have been an awesome <laughs> on stage moment though. Just yeah. like, oh, just like, come up oh. and just lifting it. Yeah. yeah. That's like what, like classical style? Just like, <laughs> yeah, you have to have it yeah. up on your knee and like <laughs> imagine Derek playing like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the saxophone mic was like waist high, so it would have been fine anyway. But up next, we're going to have some performances. And they're going to play a couple of songs, talk about them a little bit, talk about some lyrics for a couple of them. Yeah, so make sure you check them out on Instagram and Facebook. For you guys, for Instagram, it's the Odyssey Music. Right. But on Facebook, it's the Odyssey Music Band, because it's already been taken. Yeah, by a cooler band, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) And Horseman is Horseman with an A, so H-O-A-R-S-E-M-A-N. Yeah. Underscore. There you go. Oh, yeah, underscore. Add that in. You should be able to search for it right yeah, away. Yeah, you it. type in horseman and it'll probably come up. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Facebook, it's Horseman in the Herd, right? Yeah, and it's herd like I hear that, not yes. like a herd of herd horses. That. Horse head in the herd, man. <laughs> the people that say I hear you, but they spell it H E R E. I hear you. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming, guys. It's great having you here, and I can't wait until the show. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, Sam. Go check it out. Appreciate it. me horseman and uh i'm going to be doing a song off of my upcoming album notre dame is burning the song is called notre dame is burning okay
Notre Dame is Burning came from uh, a library at Alexandria burning down. I'm just kidding. It came from the actual building, Notre Dame Burning. Um, the, the day that that happened, I pulled over because it was on NPR, and I listened to NPR. And um, I, I, so I pulled over because I needed to listen to it. And I, I couldn't really pinpoint why exactly it was having such an effect on me. I think it was because it was such a staple of a country that I love that it, it had uh, really deeply worried me and like troubled me and, and um, trying to figure out why it meant so much to me. I kind of I got on Instagram because I'm like surely people are being dramatic about it and sure enough they were. You know people were posting pictures of like them in front of it being like what a tragedy a lost to the fires of time or whatever and you're like you don't even really care. You're just there and you're looking for a way to profit off of this. And, you know, I, I, I was really bothered by that. So I didn't really post anything about it except a, a link to the, to like a, a news article. But I sat down to write it about a week later because I was really into this album. I think the band is, is called Venice is sinking. And I was like, oh, that's a cool way to phrase that. Because it's it's not even a question. It's like this is happening. I I was comparing that Notre Dame burning and it losing not its whole self, but part of what made it Notre Dame. I was comparing that to um, 
losing a big part of my life. Uh, oh, that voice crack. <laughs> my life. I was <laughs> losing a big part of uh, of my life. Um, I uh, I was in a very long relationship for a very long time, and we just we went our separate ways around the same time that that happened, like a, a few months after or before that. So I, I was using that as an analogy to like, uh, you lose part of yourself, but you can rebuild from it. It's a tragedy right now, but you really can move on. And um, that's what the whole album is about. It's about moving on and growing. Because for the first time in like forever, I feel like I'm growing as a person. And uh, I thought it was important to kind of capture that moment in my life. My name is Kobe from the Odyssey. I'm Derek. If you couldn't hear him, he's Derek. <laughs> um, we're going to do uh, an acoustic performance of a new song called Neon People today. So 
this is a new song. It's called Neon People. Um, and, you know, it was one of those songs that I didn't have to think real hard about whenever I was writing, uh, which tend to be the songs that I enjoy more personally uh, from my own perspective. The harder I try, I can still enjoy the song, but the more naturally it comes, the better I feel the song is. Um, and this one kind of just spawned from an image in my head initially. Um, I imagine these two people, and it was just really late at night, and I was just like kind of dreaming, like mid-dreaming. And I imagine these two people just glowing and dancing together, and no one else was there, and no one else really mattered. Um, and they were just glowing together and dancing and waltzing and stuff. And um, so the next day, I kind of came up with this idea of neon people and what that really means. Like, what? Why was that image in my head? What does that mean? And um, long story short, I feel like the song is about myself, the narrator, wanting someone, and they don't like who I am, and so I change myself to be with them. Um, and that's the definition of what I call a neon person now. I just kind of, I had that image in my head and I came up with like, what does that really mean? And a neon person is someone who does things so that someone else sees you. Um, you know, it's not behind closed doors. You're not, you're not doing things because that's who you are, because that's what you care about. You're doing things so that the world sees you in a certain way. Um, and it's kind of just a metaphor for wanting someone to care about you, changing who you are pretty much. It's new. <laughs> that was the first time I've heard that song explained because I've never actually heard him sing the words because every time we play it at a show, I can't hear anything. I just hear sometimes bass and usually cymbals in my ear. That's about it. Okay. That's what the song means right there. It's the first time bass for everything, Bass and cymbals and noise. But yeah, I, I feel like it's a more mature take on, on relationship troubles uh, because a lot of times the songs are you either want someone and the song is about that or they broke up with you or you broke up with them and the song is about that um this one is kind of like an in-between where you're in the middle of knowing it's not right and you're still going for it you know it, it's you know when we talked about lately last time sam oh, yeah. i wrote this at the same time but a little bit after lately as i was beginning to like this person it, and just like lately it happened right before i got in that exact situation that the song is about like it's it's weird <laughs> i guess it could have happened to me could have just been a ghostwriter for something that went on in my life <laughs> even though it probably didn't yeah it still it could work it was know. secretly about derek's <laughs> life that i didn't know was happening currently yeah you don't even know it went on but you wrote about it anyway yep i wrote about derek because i love him this has been sam leverall at the tcc connection you can check us out online at tccconnection.com our podcast is available on Podbean as well as most streaming platforms.